0: Hey guys, thanks for coming back to another week of Sweet Beginnings to the Bitter Endings podcast. Um, Thank you all for listening and I appreciate all the subscribers. I wanted to just quickly let you guys know that I am trying to at least upload one podcast a week. Sometimes I might get up to two, but I am not guaranteeing that at this point. But I want you guys to know that I'm going to be here every week. So keep listening. Um, I hope to have some really funny content and some really interesting real content as well. Thanks. Bye. All right. Thank you for coming back for another week. Um, Today, we're going to have Anthony on as a guest. Hey, now. As well as Ashley. Ooh, you know the vibes thank y'all both for being on so today we're gonna talk about um interracial dating or interracial relationships and some of the you know issues that couples who are in an interracial relationship face so i guess i'll just let you two get started what what are some of the issues you think you have faced (laughs) being a interracial relationship
1: well uh For me, it's just been uh, making sure that, you know, you uh, are being treated fairly by everyone, family and friends, and, you know, shutting down anyone who tries to approach uh, you or me or even the kids about, um, you know, anything to do with black and white because I don't go for racism. I mean, if you got a problem with race, that's your problem, not my problem. Don't bring it to me or mine, because that's a very ugly side of me. If you bring that evil out in me, there's no telling what might happen to you. So for me, I just, you know, that's been the only thing, and just making sure that you guys stand your ground and protect yourselves from those who may challenge you because you are with a Black man. right. So...
0: What about you, Ashley? For me,
2: it's definitely different. I started interracial dating when I was in high school. So the whole Uncle Tom card was played. Um, I've dealt with rais- racism before, you know, just being Black, obviously. But interracial dating has kind of been, like, what I grew up on. So for me, I just try to make sure that, like, with... You know, if people are saying things or something like that, like, I'm going to stand my ground just because I'm a different skin color it doesn't mean anything.
0: I, I, you know, I guess I can't really ever say that I've dealt with any situations um, family wise. I mean, I there's been one or two, I think someone called me a cracker once in the family. Other than that. Oh, oh, yeah. And that I have white privilege. I think those are the only things that people have <laughs> ever said to me. Um, which it's whatever, you know what I mean? I'm just one ear out the other. I don't, it, 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 it bothers me, but it's not to the point where it affects me because.
1: Yeah. But for me, it's, uh, it bothers me because it's disrespectful to me because whoever I choose to be with, it's my choice. And if you have a problem with it, just stay away from me. Don't call me. Don't come around me. Do what you got to do. But stay away from me and don't disrespect mine. Because we live in a world full of multiple races of people, and we all have desires and preferences. And I don't have any uh, specific preferences, you know, when it comes to dating. You know, I'm I'm multicultural. You know, um, but Whoever I choose to be, you know, I don't want anybody in the family to disrespect that or any friends or whatever, even some outside foes, because there are a lot of those out there. Because I remember one time you were up at the grocery store and you said hi to this old black lady that was, you know, we were together and she just looked at you and turned her nose up or something like that. You know, and I just think that's highly disrespectful because contrary to racism everyone may sit up here and talk about how black this white that but you know what both races on both sides are messed up and and to divide over color means that you're not happy you know and you have your own desires because i'm pretty sure a lot of white men white women go home and dream about being with some other race you know be a black asian whoever they well, that's why disaster. they buy
2: husbands and wives from other countries, let's be clear on exactly. that. Exactly.
1: I work with a bunch of people who have gone overseas and got themselves some wives, which I can kind of understand because a lot of uh, America, women in America are just just unworthy of dating because of they're so superficial. And and they have all these stipulations on what a man should be and whatever, whatever. But nowhere in there is true love. I think
2: from my generation, I think my generation was probably the last piece of oh, there's real happiness and true love. These millennials, mm-mm. it's all about cars, getting money, getting girls. Who's getting the bag? Who's fixing their teeth?
0: You're, you're a millennial.
2: <laughs> I mean,
0: but I'm talking about, I'm talking about like, you know,
2: like 25 and younger.
0: Those millennials. Hey, for my, my side of the family, I, I think a lot of my mom's side of the family is like racist. Um, so I have like no connections to a lot of them. I don't talk to most of them for the most part. I don't think you and I have ever really dealt with or had any issues with my side of the family just because I just choose not to deal with them because they're racist and I know they're racist. Either
1: that or... There's racist people, you know, when you're dealing with interracial dating, you know, I've I've heard about it in the past and kind of dealt with it a little bit. You know, the girl, uh, you know, she's white and it's always the grandparents, Or the uncles that are, you know, racist and are vocal about their opinions on why, you know, and how come and whatever. And then they have their opinions. He's nothing but, uh, and whatever, whatever. But then, you know, when they see the guy is treating her right and not what they thought because of stereotypes and he's got a job and he's just doing well, you know, you know, sometimes they change you know
0: they get to know the person yeah they get to know yeah. the person
1: and then and they change so that shows that their their hate doesn't run that deep if they can change it their hate doesn't run that deep but if they still hold on to their same opinions throughout then obviously they got hate in their heart so you know I, I've dealt with uh, uh racist grandmothers but you know whatever because that's their cross to bear when they die you know what I'm saying you know, and they don't ever have to see the grandkids, because when I was growing up, my dad, he grew up he grew up in the South, so he dealt with the clan. he's seen the clan. he's seen the hangings, and he used to tell us all the time while growing up, don't you dare bring no white woman home, don't you bring no white woman and set her at my table, the kids can come, but she can't come, but he changed over the years, because mm-hmm. I had girlfriend my brother younger brother had a white girlfriend and you know like melissa right now when she met my dad he really grew to really like her and it's because she wasn't faking kindness she was just being herself and he appreciated that genuine he say- her, yeah and so it changed him you know so but Family-wise, I've never really had to deal with anything. I've heard the comments that they said to her, but they never said it to me, because I'm the kind of person I'll cut you off. I don't care. I don't need you in your, in my life. If you you ain't making me or breaking me, I don't care if you family or whatever. You know, I don't disrespect yours. Don't disrespect mine. Right. We got enough problems in this world to deal with, and that's we all need to come together and work together but interracial dating is truly a challenge because you know like at work people are like hey you know your wife this that the other oh she's white then you, you can kind of see them kind of like just draw back a little fall back into the cut because it's like you know they don't want to talk to you anymore because they they may not agree and a lot of it tend to be a lot of black women who, you know, are very strong and vocal about black men ble- being with white women or anyone outside of them, outside of the black race.
2: Uh, but, they need to get with the times like me. Interracial date.
1: And I think that's <laughs> big thing. are miserable and unhappy because they feel like they need to stick to some code, you know, their cultural code, you know. White stay with white, black stay with black, Asian stay with Asian, whatever, you know, and I I think that's just uh uh is stupid because they're selling themselves short on happiness, you know. I've see I see now more black women with white men mm-hmm. and yeah. they be happy, you know. So but the the racism that black women tend to uh throw out there towards white women, they don't understand that nobody's dating these women because they're white. They're dating them because and because you're unhappy and refuse to find what you want and you think you have less options out there because these black men are with these other races. Well, you're sadly mistaken because you have the same choices. You just choose to be with one specific group of people. Exactly. One. And that's the only way racism is going to end is by mixing
0: Has <laughs> <laughs> oh. there ever been a time where um you've been in a situation where somebody that you didn't know made comments or statements to you that reflected their prejudice against you interracially dating?
2: oh 100% absolutely 100% oh <sighs> yeah it's happened Um, I actually got one of my exes in high school kicked out of his house because he was dating me and he was white. His dad kicked him out. He didn't know his mom. Um, She was apparently someone in Mexico. He's never met her. So he got. And then two weeks later, I feel bad. I broke up with him. (laughs) I broke up with him on accident. But anyways, um, How are you on accident, because <laughs> I, I was interested in someone else. But yeah, it was on accident. I feel really bad, and then um, come to find out, his mom actually got murdered. She was like a woman from El Salvador, and once he found her, she, you know, had passed away. So I felt really bad about that. But yeah, it happens. It's really sad i feel bad getting him kicked out of his house too
0: so for me um one incident i can remember and i it it bothers me to this day um i had my two youngest daughters in a stroller they were probably three and four and we went to the state fair and i was leaving the women's bathroom and these two, they 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 were younger. They were probably um either late teens or early twenties. They were talking to each other. One was pregnant, and um and they were black girls, and they were like, "Yeah, that's what I don't like about white girls dating black men. They just don't never know how to do their baby's hair." And I was super offended. Like, I'm like, I know how to do my children's hair. I I take pride into making sure that their hair looks good it was the end of the day. They had a bunch of flyaways there, you know, it looked a little frizzy here and there, but I take care of their hair. And so they were, they were getting in a debate with me saying, Oh, we're not talking about you. And I'm looking around. I'm like, well, there is no other white woman here with biracial children. So you must be talking about me. And so we're going back and forth. And finally I was like, whatever. And I just walked away, but I have always made a point like, to make new hairstyles and make sure I knew how to take care of their hair so that their hair was healthy and natural and I didn't process it and stuff like that um, so yeah to this day that still irks my nerves I think I <laughs> was I there for that work with me yes yeah. you were pregnant yeah I, was, with Avian. yeah
2: I was pregnant with Avian. I remember that you were big mad I remember that <laughs> it's like this story huh? sounds familiar <laughs>
1: And I don't care who this who agrees or disagree. I'm a black man. But for the amount of black women out here today that I see wearing wigs or braids or just not taking their care of their hair, they're the last persons to speak up on anyone, kid, or anyone about how they do their kids' hair when they can't even keep their own natural hair. Yeah,
0: I was I was really irritated. But I've always made sure, like, I I taught myself how to braid. I taught myself how to do different hairstyles for them. And, like, I've taught other people. I mean, I I have friends who still to this day don't know how to deal with their kids' hair. And they would have still brought their kids to me to to do their hair. So.
1: Now, I agree that, you know, in in a racial couple relationship with kids, you know, now, it's kind of a gamble on how the kids hair is going to come out. They might come right. out with the more white side hair or they might come out with the more black side hair. But like Melissa, she took the time out to learn how to take care of the kids' hair by even learning how to french braid, which is more than I can say for a lot of other interracial couple. Fit, oh, you know. I can't braid.
2: Whatnot. My bad. <laughs> I can't braid at all. <laughs> complex for me
1: (laughs) but it's it's not bad that you don't know how to do the hair but you should learn how to do the type of hair that you are going to have to deal with you know but it doesn't make you any less of a mother because you don't but you need to because you know that's your kid's hair and if you ruin it when they're young you know you it'll be ruined for them when they get older so, you know, take the time out and learn how to do whatever type of hair that they may have. You know, especially if you spend 20 minutes in the mirror fixing your hair, you better spend the same time doing their hair. So.
0: Is there anything that you can think of, Anthony, where somebody maybe made a comment or statement to you?
1: No, people generally don't say nothing out loud. They may mumble it under their breath where I can't hear it, or say it to themselves. But uh, no, nobody's came right out and said anything because, you know, I I take it real personal. If you say anything about my kids, you know, I don't know because they're not there to defend themselves. They're too young to defend themselves. And it's a personal attack on me if you say something about my kids.
2: And actually, there's only one race in the world. It's called the human race. It's just different cultures. So people need to understand that, too.
0: Yeah. Good point. Don't be attacking my listeners. I'm not attacking <laughs> We love
2: you, but uh, I mean, it's common sense.
1: <laughs> I'm, with what I'm saying or what she's saying. Right. You know, and you're right. There is only one race. It's the human race and people need to get over it. The fact that we're still talking about race and this day is tragic. Well, and I didn't see it in the Bible either where it said, God said, you must be with your own race. Because if that was the case, then why did God make multi multi races? You know, exactly we
2: different languages, ethnicities. Well, which is racist, but um, you know. people are stupid. You can't teach common sense. But you know, just for all of you out there, you can't one race human race.
0: Um, with all of the stuff that's going on in the media these days and the Black Lives Matters movement. Um, What do you guys think about differences of opinion with your partner on how those things are ongoing and developing? Do you find yourselves disagreeing? Do you find yourselves agreeing? Well, you and I know how we feel about it, but Ashley, what what about you? Do you find yourself arguing or disagreeing with your partner about racism and Black life and the police brutality that's happening?
2: Yeah, absolutely, because this is a person, just a person, that just doesn't understand because he is kind of oblivious to it, I would say. His dad is white and kind of just stands on a different um, stance on it. And then there's his other side where they put the native thing on it. So he doesn't understand why black people are afraid of the police, why we get paranoid when the police are around. So there's definitely like a barrier there, and it actually pisses me off (laughs) if we're being honest.
1: Well, most people that don't, that have never experienced the black condition, won't understand what we as black people have to go through they think that all our interactions with the police have to mean that we broke the law uh i don't have a criminal record but i have had several interactions with the police just walking just biking or just driving you know Mm -hmm. melissa was a witness to one and uh you know, this whole misconception that these people have that black people are just criminals. Well, you know what? White people are just criminals too, you know? (laughs) The only difference is is the media and all these special programs you see on TV like cops or all them other types of shows like that surround themselves with the black stereotype. You know, if you want to Top yeah. show you go right straight to the ghetto and or uh, populated highly populated black community and you have your cast members right there so you don't have to go looking you just go there and then there you go and then they always thrust all that negativity in the forefront of the news and the TV and that's all you see. black people there's black people that black 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 but if they put white people underneath the same microscope What would be your opinion and your thoughts then? Because while you're walking around here acting like white people are are so good and they don't commit no crime. Or how about this? Those of you who out there who say I'm not a criminal, I guarantee you, I put your life under a microscope. You break the law every single day, no matter how small and minute you might think it is. what's the definition of breaking a law or a criminal is when you break the law a law that is written no matter how big or small it is and so most people throw black people under these microscopes these huge microscopes and judge them for everything because California and get shot dead for jaywalking
2: meanwhile they want to take the culture (laughs)
1: How how do you get shot for jaywalking you know The fear of the police is the police are known to brutalize black people just because they want to. If they're having a bad day, whoever they come in contact with, that's what they do. I remember one Christmas Eve, I got punched by a cop on my way home from work. I did nothing wrong. They threw me to the ground and punched me in my head. I'm like, are you serious? They brought up on me, shined a light in my face, started yelling at me, other cop comes behind me, throws me on the ground, one punches me. But in the eyes of whoever, or ears of whoever, they'll be like, well, you must have done something wrong. Yeah, well, mm. you know what? I didn't.
0: Right. You know, And and that's the misconception. Like, I feel like I hear so many people, especially, I'm just going to say white people, um, say, well, if they just listen and follow the police directions and, and just do what they're asked and told to do, It's not always that simple. I mean, if a cop says, you know, give me your license and your insurance and your license is in your back pocket, you start to put your hand behind your back to get your license out of your back pocket. And the cop draws a gun on you. I mean, Mm -hmm. you start to fear for your life. I mean, I'm doing what you're asking me to do. Right. Um,
2: Well, and I think I think they fear it even before the cop even comes to the window. It's that fear of them behind them.
0: Right. Exactly. I remember one time when Anthony and I were driving and he gets super pissed off if a cop is behind him and he feels like he, like they're, they're, what's the word, stereotyping or yeah. profiling if they're profiling. Mm-hmm. So this one time me and Anthony were driving out to Maple Grove and cop got behind him And Anthony switches lane, cop switches lane. Anthony goes to get off the the interstate to get onto another interstate, um, get out like on the off wrap to get onto another interstate and the cop got right behind him and pulled him over. So he is super, super pissed off because he's like, he's, he's profiling me. He's only pulling me over because I'm a black man in a BMW. Basically, that's how he felt. And I'm, like, trying to, like, be, like, be calm, don't be angry, don't be aggressive. But he's angry and aggressive already. And I'm, like, oh, my God, we are going to get killed. And that's how I was feeling at that moment because I knew he was angry because of the fact the cop pulled him over for that reason. Mm -hmm. And, like, literally, the cop just had no reason to pull us over.
1: Now, for all you uh, people out there in doubt, the other part of the story is, Uh, When we pulled out of the gas station, that's when he pulled behind me. And we drove for about three three miles. miles. That's right. And now I I didn't switch lanes to avoid him. I switched lanes because that's the direction I needed to go. And uh, I was on a, uh, what is it, a 40-minute drive out there? Yeah, 40 minutes. So I was on the interstate getting ready to switch over to another interstate as I was supposed to. So I switched lanes. And then he pulled me over. Now, he found he followed me for three miles. So he pulls me over. He asked me for my license and registration and proof of insurance. Now, in my state, I have a right to ask you why. And you have to produce a legitimate reason as to why you're pulling me over. I do not have to give you my license.
0: I forget what he said. Was it reckless driving or lane change or something no. like he that? No, he said
1: first, he said, well, you changed lane. So... He said that, well, I changed lanes kind of fast. I'm like, no, actually, I didn't. I changed lanes in accordance with the driver's manual of the state of Minnesota because my exit was coming up. And so I changed lanes, and then you changed lanes, and then you pulled me over. Then he goes, well, the reason why I pulled you over is uh, your muffler was loud. And I'm like, oh, really? So if muffler was loud... Why didn't you pull me over when you saw me pull out of the gas station three miles ago? Why did you wait till we get all the way here? And then you just said you pulled me over because I, I changed lanes quick. So which one is it?
0: Yeah, he was literally in there arguing.
1: With and the then child. he turns around and says, well, the reason why we're out here is we're doing D, DUI stops. Okay. <laughs> that. But I wasn't swerving the lane and you pulled up behind me three miles ago and followed me for three miles. And I didn't look, I wasn't swerving. So basically he was looking for an excuse to stop me. So he run my name. Needlessly to say, in the end he got pissed off because there was nothing he had on me. And then he told me basically to fuck off and got in his car. And no. Left.
0: Remember he said, get the fuck out of here. And then he tried to kick your car.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. dick. Yeah, and so my point is, is for everyone out there who thinks that we always have, we should apply, uh, comply. Well, let me ask you this. If you found yourself every day you left your house, every other day being followed by they and running your plates or you're being pulled over, uh, at which point would you get fed up? Why do you like we must always... Why, when we're always finding ourselves being faced with a situation that we're just sick and tired of having to deal with. You don't have to deal with it. So why do I have to deal with it? You know, why do I got put up with cops pulling me over? Well, if you just fly, you have this and that to happen. Why do I have to deal with that? Risk being late for work or whatever, because some cops having a bad day or you got a problem with race.
2: You know, so well, a hidden agenda, yeah. they all have hidden agendas, that's just what it is.
1: Or a hidden agenda, you know. <clears throat> I,
2: I was actually with one of my friends a couple months ago. Well, it was probably about four or five months ago, anyways. Long story short, we went out to eat and um, we were going back to this place to our friend's house, cop pulled him over. Took him out of the car. He was actually a white dude. They arrested him. Left me in the car. His car in the passenger seat with his keys in the ignition with his ID and everything on the dashboard. And they literally sat there and watched me. And left me there. It was about 1.45 in the morning. I couldn't call a lift. They actually jammed the signal. Literally. They literally jammed it. Because I think they were trying to set me up. Because I was black and he was white. So. Fortunately. I you know got a hold of. His uncle. That lived on the street to get his car. And then I was able to call a lift from there. But it's just like. You're stereotyping people. Just because they're with other races. And that's basically what happened. But to leave me. At almost 2 in the morning. In a hot zone where crime is like really, really bad over here, it's pretty bad. The police don't care about black people at all. That's just what it is.
1: Right. And you know, they're trained, they're trained and told to act that way and why they feel so fearful of black people when it's not black people that are out here shooting cops. When it's not black people out here shooting at them you know the ones they need to be f- afraid of are the ones that they don't even pay attention to like joe blow who's finna go up in the mall and shoot it up you know but they don't pay it th- nobody's being judgmental on those people and they happen to be white you know so it's like why why are we just the main focus in in the, the target of your hate and why are you so fearful of us we don't attack police you know, it might be happening now because people are fed up. But we don't attack police. But you know, it's just funny how someone will go on a mall and or a church and shoot them up, and they take them out to dinner and they're still alive. But uh, you can't even reach for your ID without getting shot if you're black. So I don't get that. But the original question is. You know, difference of opinion. I know a couple people at work whose relationships have ended because of, or they're 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 in a lot of arguments right now because they have difference of opinion from asshole Trump all the way down to to police brutality in black people. Yeah, that's a big thing
2: too. A lot of people I know that have been married for a while they're getting divorced because of either Trump or. Because they just don't understand the whole racism thing,
1: right? You know, because as far as I'm, white people, you know, all these white people who are just you know, cannot live the black condition. If they had to live under the same uh, conditions that they put us under on a day-to-day basis, you know, they would do do as they usually do. They would probably kill themselves because they cope. You know. Yeah. Exactly you know but yes interracial dating is its to me it's not hard it's only hard if you pay to what people have to say you know and that goes for you know cops politicians family friends or just regular joes out on the street you know i could give a shit less about who you're dating and these are the very same people that are so worried about you know, uh, gay people, gay marriages and all that. It's like, why don't you focus on your own happiness? Let these people live as they live. You know, nobody is up in your house doing what they are doing. They're not paying attention to you. So leave them alone. Leave us alone.
0: Yeah, We're
1: not bothering you. If you're unhappy with what you see, then you're an unhappy person, period.
2: Well, it's just like, you know, like my mom's side of the family we're five Black people in a pioneer family, right? And so funerals are awkward because no offense, Melissa, I love you, but these white motherfuckers always want to sit here and look and judge and look at us. um, We're different. So it's like, family reunions don't exist and, you know, my grandma's getting old and now she's retired and You know, she thinks all Muslims are out to get us. And I'm like, relax. But the point is, is that it's just really sad because she created actually the mixed race in the family. That's true. Because she had my mom. That's true. Then she had me. Then I had kids. And she had my brother, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so she created this, but now she doesn't want to respect it.
1: Right. So. You spoke on Muslim thing. I just want to throw this out there. Facts. Uh, There have been more uh, domestic terrorism in this country done by white people. mm -hmm. So that's facts. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, and you know, she because honestly, we're going to say XYZ said something to my aunt and asked if my son was Muslim and if I practiced it. Because she thought that they were all coming to get us. That was her thing. I have not spoke to this person in about three years.
1: (laughs) These are people who are dumb. These are people that that believe one type of way. And it's people who isolate themselves, they live way out some fucking wear. Mm-hmm. And then when they do come around, they come around people who think just like them. Watch the news and get all their information the news or they get on the internet and find something to feed that hunger of stupidity that they carry around on a day to day basis.
2: And it's your great grandson. <laughs> so that's my biggest argument for a lot of these people that always want to talk smack you know what I'm saying it's like mm, I'm pretty sure like my biggest argument on Facebook no shade is (laughs) you bitches just want to fuck a black dude and you have mixed grandkids so deal with it what are you going to say then you're going to deny them too I keep getting flagged by Facebook by
1: saying that but yeah (laughs) all I say is for everyone out there who hate or dislike black people, go get a DNA test done and see how much black you actually have within your blood. You might look the part, but you're not 100% pure. And if you find out that you do have some black in you, guess what? You hate yourself, which probably explains your bitterness.
2: Exactly. Ta da! <laughs> Ta da!
1: You are exactly who you hate.
2: Well, let's be clear. The American, you know, civilization as we know it now was European and African. So yeah, they could be South African, you never know.
1: And this (laughs) country built on interracial, I don't know, dating or whatever. Because when when the pilgrims and the Spaniards came over here. They murdered and raped their way up through South America into this with the Indians and everything. So mm-hmm. Mixed race, been a thing. Period. So, facts. To sit here and say, I'm "White, I'm proud." Of white, you know what? Do a DNA. You're but you got,
2: and you're also not American because your ancestors didn't come from here. So you're just as foreign as we are. That's
1: right. <laughs> That's right. What is your next question? Or I have something I would like to Go ahead. For interracial dating is the children that are sponsored by interracial dating. Mm -hmm. You know, this so-called, what is it, colorism or whatever that's going on around that really blows my mind as to why biracial kids are being the hot topic for me because I'm light-skinned. So whatever felt, I have felt throughout my life, and, and I find it offensive that, especially for my children who have been told that they're not black enough, is an insult. Because Man,
2: of, them people.
1: Hold on, let me finish. Now, first of all, for, for our listeners, when a biracial child, in most cases, is born, they are not told who are black. You are white. However, you are you are seen, categorized the public. So if the public sees you black, then you are black. If they see you are as white, you are white until you tell them who you are. You know. Uh, but like for my kids, they have been told that they're not black enough. And my kids in response would be, Well, what is black enough? How does black act? Right. You know, and to me, you know, I've been, as I've grown up, I haven't really been asked that because that wasn't a thing like that when I was growing up, but white people, especially men had to go that extra mile to prove themselves, you know, to be black.
0: I would... Go ahead. Sorry.
1: I had a friend who worked doubly hard to prove his blackness. He was biracial, but he looked a little whiter. So (sighs) he was hard. And so his way of trying to show his his additional blackness was being ignorant and dumb. And I've always told him, you don't have to prove anything to anybody. Just be yourself. You know, there are going to be people out there that are going to accept you for who you are, and there are going to be people out there who don't accept you at all, who cares? Because if they're not paying your bills, putting food on your table, and clothes, they can, you know. Uh, but I'm not, I'm sitting, my phone
2: is literally on my coffee table.
1: Yeah, well, you're moving around too much. Something's Still, happening. I've heard people and that biracial kids especially biracial girls don't know where they fit at in society so they struggle with identity you know and i see where i work i see a lot of biracial people passing through and i see them trying to hide their black side you know and that's fine if that's who you want to be but just acknowledge the fact that you do know that you are half black so i'm not telling you you have to be black but don't hide who you are you know because a lot of a lot of girls or women are in identity struggle they don't know who they are and they don't they need to realize they just need to be themselves and stop trying to be something for someone else because we got enough problems out here it is but to to feel like you don't fit in because someone told you you ain't black enough that's a bunch of bs because a lot of a lot of that colorism stuff, I'm sorry to say this is coming from black women you know, plain and simple and Fats. a lot of it has you know, to are they feel like they're passed over because these biracial girls are like but you know, I understand the struggle because I, I've been in that struggle about, you know, being light-skinned versus dark but you know sometimes mm-hmm. a little deeper than that
0: and then she gets called out for wearing her hair naturally, curly, and being light-skinned and not acting a certain way.
1: Right. You know, and it, I, I was a...
0: Uh, never stopped. stop?
2: Okay, first of all, that makes me angry.
1: <laughs> well, there, there was a time uh, when I was, uh, I think I was 16, 17, somebody said to me, well, you talk white. I'm like, I don't talk white. I talk how I am. This is who I am. I'm not gonna sit here and and try to mimic uh, my surroundings. You know, if I if I grew up in the suburbs, if I grew up in the hood, I'm not gonna try to mimic. You know, like you know, like some white girls try to talk ghetto because they're now got a black boyfriend and hanging out with a bunch of black folks. They feel like they need to yeah. talk when they're yeah. not who they are. You know, so. To be told that I, I thought that was kind of like an insult because you know, and it's the same thing like, uh, my daughter's you know, school and people say, well, you don't act black, you don't talk black. You know, I didn't realize that there was a specific way to talk for a race of people. You know, you you pretty much they pretty much talk how they are. You know, they don't they don't try to mimic anything in specific concept of when they say you talk white, why can't oh, it be you just talk proper?
0: Right. Or or exactly. The double side yeah. to that is when they say, Oh, you you have very good pronunciation yeah, for
1: exactly you got good
0: grammar. Yeah. Yeah. expect something else.
1: Yeah I've had some older Older white people say to me, "You know, you got some really good grammar. Thank you." But,
2: is that a thank you or an insult? No, it, it was, sounds it was, like low key shade. I don't no, know.
1: That's how I would take it. It was genuine because you know when when you listen to how some of these talk around here, you know, you you can't really understand our conversation with these because they're just. Their grammar is so messed up. Nowadays, they like they got shit. It's just
2: the acronyms, like the ASF or the LOL or the LMFAO or, you know, LBVS. It's just like, it's a different slang in different ways, I guess. That's what makes it difficult.
1: But the whole point of all this is just to cover the aspect of color. I think it's a shame that okay so now light-skinned people are different people okay fine we are we're called the new brand. and we're gonna sit back and let the the white people and the true black people wipe each other out and then the light-skinned people are gonna come in we're gonna be the new people and then we're gonna make the world a better place kids are a effects, yeah yeah. kids are a product of dating and colorism. Also a part a part of it children have to deal with identity.
0: No, I agree one hundred percent.
1: Yeah.
2: Agreed. And uh for all the racists out there, <clears throat> you'll have a biracial grandchild somewhere down the line. So just keep that same energy when it happens. Right.
1: Or <laughs> out there, you are biracial take that dna test
0: all right well i appreciate both of your involvement and input and great conversation we have here had here today bye you're listening to the sweet beginnings to the bitter endings podcast subscribe now for a notification of new episodes You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to us right now.